come on. There's our go live box. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good to see you all. Sometimes when I see you all on Sunday, I feel I feel like we haven't communicated a lot during the week <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. I mean, we it just feels yeah. like the weeks have been about a month long. <laughs> How about that? Okay. <laughs> That's it. We got to do better. Do last better. Sunday of Feb February. Can you oh, believe don't that? say that? Yeah. I cannot believe yes. that. Wow. Uh, the quarter, the quarter is almost done, you guys. This year is going by fast, 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 but we yeah. still got, we still have a oh, lot ahead of us. And we got an extra day this year, so make the most. How about of that? that? No, what do we that? do with that? What do we do with that extra day? I've never quite figured that out, but we will, we will. I think we've got everything lined up. Victoria, you're number one in the weekend review. All righty, we'll review it. Three. And we've got all of that laid out. We got a we've got a good guest, great guest, and she's got a great concept that she's going to share with us tonight. And I am looking forward to it. You know, I, we have some some folk that come on, guests that come on with us sometimes, and we can't wait for the new thing. This is kind of a new thing, so yeah. I'm excited that she's going to be sharing with us tonight. Yes. So are you guys ready to go? I am yep. ready. Roll them. Roll them. Roll them. Here we go. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for being with us on Authors Up. We welcome our our audience tonight, uh, those coming from podcast land and broadcast land and all over. (laughs) We are glad, glad to have you, glad that you decided to join us on this Sunday evening. Boy, I'm telling you, we were talking about time going by, and it really, really, really is going by fast. Yeah. I believe we are out of, almost out of the uh, second month of the year, if you can believe that. But I say good evening to all of our listeners and viewers, and I also say good evening to our co-host, Ms. Ruth Griffin and Queen Victoria down there. How are you, ladies? Uh, all right. We're good. We're all right. Glad to be here. You good? You yep. sure? There's gonna be a test later. Okay. <laughs> I might I might flunk it. Don't test me. Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure everybody's feeling fine. Yeah. How about we start like we usually do and let's talk about the weekend review. What was going on? What's going on? What what happened in your world, Queen Victoria? What's going on from last week? I tell you, my my aunt passed Friday. 
um, my second auntie in um, two months time. And it's, it's been a little difficult mm-hmm. to uh, navigate that one. Um, 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 so it, I don't even know what to say, but, you know, I'm going to keep praising God through it all, you know, try to be encouraging to my family members. And we had a Zoom today at three o'clock and we, we try to have a family Zoom the last Sunday of each month. Oh. And um, last month after we buried um, uh, my aunt, my other aunt, December, and well, in December, excuse me, it happened in December. And uh, we didn't, you know, didn't know if we wanted to have it, but we went ahead and had it anyway, you know, and um, whoever could come on, come on. And I asked my cousins, did they want to do it again? Some said yes. And um, some said yes, and then didn't show up, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's, it's all about the love, you know? So um, just another reminder that um, take good pictures whenever you are, you see your people. And everybody was always tired of me putting their camera in the face, but I've got good pictures and I've got good memories. You know, the last time I saw my aunt, she was smiling and, and she told me she loved me. And so I have those, you know, good memories and I'm grateful, forever grateful for it. I mean, and this aunt, along with my other aunt, I don't know of a time I'd never, you know, they weren't in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and I miss them tremendously already. But um, we, we're just going to keep on loving and, and sharing. And y'all, I'm trying to, have y'all ever used any of these homeopathic, mem- um, uh, I can't get them out the bottle. <laughs> I wonder it's, what you were I, doing because you were playing with for like two minutes And I could see them and, it, you know, I could look down in there and you twist it and I could see them, but they won't come out. <laughs> I, I forget what the secret is for getting those little things out the bottom. They're not big. I'm getting everybody, but if I don't get them, I'm going to cut this thing open. <laughs> Just put them in another pill bottle. <laughs> you know, my back was hurting a little bit. And I said, well, let me see if I can put these under my tongue and let them, you know, just I can't get them out. And it make you laugh, make you laugh. I got one, one fell, fell out, but it flew all the way across the room. So I can't get it. <laughs> You'll be on a hunt for your little pill there. Honey, so. I didn't think worry about that pill. I got <laughs> about 30 more in this bag. Just say, well, anyway, anyway, that's it for me. I'm good. I, you know, I, I'm just I'm celebrating love. That's what I'm gonna do. And we're yeah. at the end of February. We're at the end of Heart Help Month. We're at the end of Black History Month. Um, I've been sharing um authors that I could find. I've learned a lot more. My heart was just opened up to celebrate authors this month. And so um, it's really been, um, that's been really good for me. So I'm going to end on that note. How was your week, Ruth? Um, Typical. I'll be honest. I've been sitting here wondering, like, did I do anything extraordinary this week? No, It, it just, you know, I think some weeks are just like, okay, I got up, went to work. Came back home, did some projects, got up. I got one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we are so glad. Yes, we are. Yes. Yes. So do you need more than one though? It's supposed to have five. So one down, four to go. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Okay. I think we should just give our time over to her. (laughs) (laughs) might be more entertaining. 
I right. mean, seriously, the only thing, honestly, the only thing of note that I did this week is I picked up, I, I don't know how I did this. I am reading like six books at once and it is just getting, a, it's not getting confusing because each one has its own plot line, but it's just like, okay, which one do I want to read now? Okay, let me pick that one and then just. Wait, in, in addition to the writing that you're doing as well? Yeah, yeah. So obviously I'm only reading like 10 minutes here or five minutes here, but it's just like, okay. Honestly, I'm not even watching TV anymore. So uh, see, that reading is your superpower. That's your superpower. I guess it is. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's really the only thing of note. I've got six books going on, juggling six books at the same time, and they're all interesting. So okay, darling. Yeah. Yep. So Andrea, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, last week was a tough week. It's just a lot of a lot of things happening. Uh, a lot of things happening that were definitely marked Jesus only. Just Amen. a lot of things that just were not in my control at all. Just mm -hmm. there wasn't anything I could do about them. Uh, wasn't any way that I could change them or fix them. Um, so there were uh, just a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer moments uh, last last week Amen. um had someone scheduled for an amputation mm -hmm. with someone which they put off thank Ooh. god so we never he's at work he's at work in that situation then we had uh someone else who's starting chemo had wow. that going on we had someone had a major meltdown so they had that going on and Wow. There was just a lot of things. My my friend out in California is still battling um, just stuff, you yeah. know, fight yeah. and stuff. Um, but the good news is to be able to turn the corner and know I'm not in it alone and know that Amen. God knew before I knew. And to be able to put my trust in him and, and my hope in him always turns things around a little better for me. And uh, Saturday, I went to a uh, fellowship with an or the organization called Sisters Who Care that do uh -huh. a lot of mission uh, kind of work. And they are collecting 100 Bibles um, to go to Kenya and Liberia, I think. I'm not quite sure why, but you'll hear me talking about it from now through about the middle of March, you know, because we always talk about what we want to do and we want to be yeah. a friend and we want to do this. So when I find things that we can do that will be a blessing to somebody else, I like to share, 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 share. Please do. Please do. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking, talking about that in the future. Uh, and uh, we went to this place for dinner um, it's a pizza place. It's a family-owned pizza place. And man, was it good. It was just, I usually don't like deep dish pizza, but oh my gosh, it was so good. Had the best spinach artichoke dip I've had any, which made me extremely happy. Uh, so food is always good. Uh, food makes me happy. That is good. My day around. So I had a good time doing that. And I'm looking forward to completing some projects, completing our writing project 
Uh, that's going to be coming up next month and got to get some writing to Ruth. So it's a busy time. Yes. Uh, next thing we know, it will be um, Resurrection <laughs> Day. That's going to be in March. You know, so we got a lot, lot, just a lot happening and a lot going on and just glad to be able to share it with my cohorts here on Sunday. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. I appreciate you ladies very, very much. And uh, Victoria, you are going to tell us about another just wonderful, uh, not just an author, but just a lady who's got an amazing concept. I think it's an amazing Yes, concept. yes, yes, yes. And she's going to be able to share that with us tonight. Hey, Leah, thank you. I got my mayo. Leah has a great book out, and I got her book the other day. So thank great. you. Great. Did we say hi to Linda, too? Oh, no, I didn't see Linda up there. There she is. Hi, Linda. Linda say good evening. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad she's with us as well. So tell us, right. tell us, tell us, Victoria, who we got with us tonight. All right. Excited about this one, too. Ashton Rodenheiser is passionate about lifting the creative spirit in everyone that she meets. She has followed her passion for helping people communicate their ideas, and combine that with creativity by founding Minds Eye Creative Consulting. Over the years, she has brought over 2,500 presentations and conversations to life, either on paper or digitally. She's now on a mission to teach sketchnoting skills to students and professionals on how to use doodling and drawing as their best thinking and learning tool. When she's not working with clients, she's being silly with her three young kids and husband in rural Canada. After our short break, we're gonna come back and speak with Ashton about her book, which is entitled, Beginner's Guide to Sketch Noting. Be right back. Welcome, Ashton. Hey, so, so you said that was a short break, which really was a dance break. What a beautiful way to, I feel like I was just like walking down an aisle. Yes. Yes. We get caught up in the music too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It is. Thank it's, it's, you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here to, to chat with you this evening. Yeah. Oh, and we are so happy to have you. So Absolutely. let's get started. Sure. So the title of your book, the full title is Beginner's Guide to Sketch Noting, Focus Better, Learn Faster, and Remember Longer by Drawing Your Notes. And I think the title says it all. But there obviously there's a hope. story. There is a story behind it. So share. Yeah. So I really like as a professional like it's really great when you work for yourself. Can you can you give yourself like fun titles? 
right? That you get to like explain to people. So sometimes I like to call myself a professional doodler because then it goes like, ooh, what does that mean? <laughs> but really, I like the last 10 years, I have been helping people communicate ideas through drawing. So just last week, I was at a three-day event. I had to travel across the country. They're having conversation and create, and it ended up being like 24 feet long or something like that with all these, the visions, the ideas, the stories that people came up and told me, the presentations on the stage all weave together into a visual representation. And because most people think in pictures, you know, it resonates with a lot of people. And, um, you know, we naturally just like to you know, visualize things without even thinking about it. When we read a story, when we read a book, we create the characters in our mind of like this journey that they're going on, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the, the sort of idea that kind of came together with the book was being at these events, either in person or virtually, and people being like, oh, I wish I could just like bring you to every meeting. I wish you could just like come. You, I could, you, they could shrink me down, put me in their pocket and take me to their boring meetings <laughs> to try to make it so they can connect to that information um, a little bit better. Um, and honestly, the skill that I do as a profession is not that hard to learn. Even if you don't consider yourself to be a very creative person. <laughs> so I wrote the book with really truly beginners in mind because I have never taken an art class. I don't have an art background, but I'm an artist as like a professional, right? So wow. and I and the first few years of me working in this as a profession, I and got really wanted to get really good at it. Those first few years just wasn't like it wasn't like beautiful like it is today being 10 years in. Um, and I didn't tell anybody that I was like, oh, I'm just like making this up as I go along here. Um, I had a lot of the listening, the comprehension, the thinking skills that I could communicate well with words because I got into it as more of a facilitator and as an educator, but less on the arts. So I had to really beef up my art skills. Um, and so, you know, I, I really lean in on that. And I leaned in on that to keep the beginners in mind um, and going, trying to go back to 10 years ago, Ashton, what are the things that I needed to learn um, as like really like ground level sort of art doodle 101? What does that look like? So that people can feel like, because the, you can get a lot of benefit you know, from comprehension and all this stuff from drawing your notes. But most of the time, just that, just the fact that you say draw, like people already have their hands up. They're like, nope, not me. I can't draw. Right. So, um, you know, so that, that's what I have to say for now. I probably answered no. a couple of questions <laughs> in one long breath, but I just have to stop myself. <laughs> no, and that's fine. You know, and I think that it's, I don't, think it's a new concept. I think it's more along the lines of us realizing uh, the benefits of it. And I shared this story. <laughs> I got quite the opposite reaction I thought we would get, but I got called out in a meeting one time because I was doodling. Yes. As a, I was called out as a woman. The man next to me was not. So it was just, you know, it was yeah. a negative connotation, you know, and I realized mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it's been a few years. So it's, yeah. You know, I think that minds are changing, but I think it's, yeah. con it's, you know, the benefit, you know, and if you'd have asked the man next to me, he would have told you that he concentrates better when he doodles. 
you know, he was right. taking notes and I, I was watching him, you know, I'd worked with him for like eight years at that point. I understood what he was doing. And for me, when my pen is going, when my, that's when I concentrate, that, you know, Absolutely. When that. so I don't think it's a new concept, but putting a name behind it, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, joining it with the word learning and focusing and all of that, you know, mm-hmm. I think that it is definitely beneficial for people. And I think that it's removing the stigma of, oh, you're not paying attention. You're doing Absolutely. Uh, I love that story that you shared for so many different reasons. Um, but I think you've, you nailed it on the head when you said like, this isn't new, like th- this is really natural to us. And for whatever reason we say, well, if you're drawing or doodling, like that's not serious work. Right. Where I think this needs to be leveraged in those situations like Sunny Brown. She wrote this book called The Doodle Revolution, and she's got like a really short TED talk and she talks a mile a minute. It's like nine, six minutes, seven minutes long. um, The power of doodling. And like she talks about even in that short TED talk about how it should be leveraged in situations like that are really like you have a lot of complexity you have a you're really trying to understand something um those are the moments that it should be leveraged right not you know in the contrary where most people think like oh it's not serious work if you're doodling right so and there's unfortunately science hasn't caught up like who's going to invest like to research this not a lot of people unfortunately um but the one step that i usually throw out there is around doodling and uh they say that you can remember up to 29% more information just by doodling, right? So like you're doing a good thing, but anyone who gets in trouble for doodling, you call me and I will tell them that you can be getting in trouble for it. You call me, I'll, I'll let them know. Um, you know, but you know, so the way that I like to teach this concept of Sketch noting, which is just more of a popularized term, but like visual note taking, is how can you take those doodles that you might be doing anyways, but just making them more purposeful, making them work for you a little bit better, right? So instead of just like, you know, doing something a little bit mindless to help you stay focused, which is still a good thing and people should do it, you know, and you can draw things and use lines and things to help connect information and bring that information to life. Just to, like, I hopefully there will be an, a stat someday that will say doodling is 29%, but visual note taking is more because that's just from anecdotally in my experience, that's the case, right? Just making those drawings work for you. And it doesn't even have to be a lot of drawing, drawing. It's just like we're using some really simple elements. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and I like that. I hope science does catch up. Yeah, so, I hope that too. Yeah. Um, all right. So let me ask this. Um, who is this book for? You know, uh, and I gave, again, I just going through this book, it just brought up a whole lot of stuff. So here's another story. Um, yeah. probably about 40 years ago now, I remember talking to my mom and she showed us, you know, my grandfather only had a, um, he was an immigrant. He only had a third grade education. And what he would do when he would write, he would always write in block letters. And if he made a mistake, he would circle it and then cross it out. And Mm. that's how he was taught, you know, 50 years before that. So, you know, you're Mm. talking at, you know, that's a long time. He never changed as far as I know. So, you know, and we become ingrained in our habits. So is this 
for, you know, that person starting out? Do we get this for our kids? Is this for me? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, it's, I think uh, the way that I wrote it was, is for the beginner in mind. Like if mm -hmm. you are more artsy, then I'm sure you'd still get stuff from it, but it's really truly for a true beginner. So whether you're like, I recommend at around 10 years old is okay. sort of a natural age where kids were doing a lot of drawing. And then at age 10 ish, grade five, six is when they transition to like words only and get rid of a lot of drawings. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, age 10 to whatever, you know, um, uh, I have a lot of teachers that are using it to like teach themselves and then teach to their students. And I'm working this year with teachers to build some case studies around some different um, students with different learning disabilities or neurodiversities and things like that um, in different ages to kind of also learn from teachers on how they're using it um, in different ways in the classroom. So, but um, like I have an online community and a lot of people in the community currently, some of them are teachers. Then I have a lot of just like professionals and I've been a, and a lot of the people in the community are folks that have a lot of complexity in their work. So they're using it as like adding another like tool to their tool belt of like when I'm in a meeting, how can I write things for myself or draw things so that I can communicate that to my team or to the leadership or the, to whoever. So it seems to be, you know, you write it for someone in mind <laughs> mm -hmm. and then other people end up reading it. So I wrote it with people in mind who really want to leverage in their learning, right? Okay. Read something once, draw it, never have to read it again, right? So how many times do we like, we read something, we watch something and we forget most of it like right. the next Day, right. You go to a conference, you hear all this information, you go to work on Monday, you don't remember anything. Right. So to act to like the uh, the people who are a bit impatient, <laughs> it's great. It's great because it forces you to draw it all down. You know, you got sometimes you have a time limit if you're doing it live. Right. And you're like, this, it is what it is. Here we go. OK. And it doesn't matter if it's like really messy or whatever, as long as it's important for your own learning. Right. So um but yeah, so I wrote it with people in mind around the learning part. And I'm actually um, end up talking to a lot of people who are really wanting to learn for the complexity part of okay. things. So it's really interesting. It's been a really interesting experience, um, you know, when you put the book out there and see how people react to it. But, um, but as an example, like the first thing that we teach in the book is a line, right? Mm -hmm. A line isn't scary, right? But I just don't mm -hmm. teach you to draw a line. I'm like, the reasons why you draw a line. Right. So if you're going to draw something, it should help you with something else that you're listening to or learning about or trying to make connections on a page. Right. So mm -hmm. I think by the like the first half of the book is really like teaching some of those like foundational elements, like a line and then a continuum and how we build upon each other and why you use them. Right. Because like, I, you know, you could see someone sketching it, like kind of like the one that I have behind me here. And it, it looks like a piece of artwork. But if you pull out its essential elements, you can see, oh, I use line here to connect information. Oh, you used a container here. Oh, you use people in this way, right? Um, you know, you can start adding in more drawings like icons and how different icons can represent ideas. But like, I don't even talk about that till the end of the book. Because if you start with icons, then people get into like, oh, you have to learn how to draw and that's too scary. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. 
But I think everybody can get behind drawing a line, even if it's not a straight line, you know? <laughs> so I think you could draw a pretty amazing sketch note with your poor handwriting and some lines. And I think it wouldn't like, maybe it wouldn't be the most beautiful thing in the whole world, but wasn't meaningful. I hope so. Like, it would it be helpful in your learning? That's where, that's where you have to leverage it and lean in on it. Awesome. And you start out, I think, with a very important message or a note. You say a vitally important note. You cannot do this wrong. Yes, it's true. It's true. And I learned something recently that I really wish I would have known that there was science to back this up because I mentioned on like the first page of the book around people who mm -hmm. have this um, weird relationship with their creativity. And um, and then I was listening to something that Bre Brene Brown uh, said in one of her audio something I was listening to. And she said that in the men and women that she was researching, um, 89, I believe it was, percent of adults say that they had a negative experience at school in their childhood that forever changed them of how they thought about themselves as a learner. Mm. Okay. 89% of people had a negative experience that changed how the belief of how they learn. Mm -hmm. okay? Half of those, about half, she didn't see the exact number. I'm sure it's written somewhere. But about half of that 89% had something to do with their creativity. Yeah. Writing, drawing, art, like whatever. Something around their creativity. Right? So, you know, that is probably one of the number one things that people will say to me like, oh, I wish I could do that. I can't do that. Oh, I'm not creative. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I don't do art. Oh, and I'm like, it's probably because you had a negative experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. whether you can remember it or not, like I remember my experience. I even had one in grade four and I paint, I, mine was particular on painting. So in my little childhood brain went, oh, I can't paint. So I didn't paint yeah. for years and years and years. Right. Until I realized, oh, that was a belief that someone instilled in me. That's not fun. <laughs> I'm going to change that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I started working with young kids, because that was my first career was working with small children and, uh, you know, having to do creative things with them. And what does that look like? And I had to do a research project on a, on an artist. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at these amazing artists out there. And I really love like folk art because folk art, um, is very, it's very revered in my like rural community. Like there's like folk art people in here and we have a festival and everything about it. But the, the thing around folk art is that you don't have to have any experience and you usually do it on found materials or using found materials. So I love that. Like I love the accessibility and like the lower barrier to entry to creativity in general that visual note-taking or sketch noting can, can have. Um, <laughs> You know, it, you know, maybe that will encourage people to do other forms of creativity too, but usually just have to honor where people are in that moment and yeah. for them to even pick up the book. Unfortunately, most people are going to have to have some sort of belief that they're creative, but right. I'm talking to a lot of people that I'm trying to help them like recognize that you probably have this belief for a reason outside of yourself, because we are all creative. And when I say that, it triggers a lot of people for a lot right, of people. Right, right. And you know, it's funny that you said that because just before we were um, in, the, uh, before the show came on, I was telling you how I still remember my, um, I got a D in art. And that, you know, oh. I appreciated you putting me in the book because I'm one of those yes. people that would say, um, I, all I can write is stick people. And I say it all the time. 
I yeah. said all the time, I can't draw nothing but a stick people, stick person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a stick person is a beautiful thing. It's funny how we like, you know, we say, oh, a stick person. Oh, that, that's the lowest point. Like you can't right. go lower than a stick person. I, I still remember that great. I got that D in art. You know, right. the, uh, the the art teacher gave me a D and I'm, I, was, I was an A student. And so I've grown up with the belief that I'm not her. What's her number? What's her name? Right. <laughs> Get her around. Let's call her. But I grew up with the belief that I'm not artistic and mm -hmm. that I can't do that kind of stuff. So it's funny right. that you would say that. And Leah yeah. says, that's so true. She said she remembers a negative experience she had in the third grade. So right. it, it is those those younger years that make an impression upon us. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. And I feel like I've actually been calling this out. I did a, a workshop last week while I was away on my lunch break because I had already, I already had it scheduled and it was like 150 um, students who are going to be teachers, like they're in the program. Oh, wow. And I told wow. them that, that I was like, hey, this is your responsibility. <laughs> Don't mess it up. <laughs> I was feeling very brazen that day. I was feeling very brazen, but I was like, you know, we have to be careful. Like there's something, we have an extra sensitivity, I think, around yes. um, like not just our identity when someone's saying this to us, but there's something about our creativity that we, you know, if someone says, oh, you're not good at math, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like it might not, it doesn't, some, some of those other subjects and things don't um, hurt as bad, I think. You're like, I'm just not doing math, like whatever. Um, but a cre our creativity is like, uh, part of who we are and how right. we are in the world and creativity doesn't have to look like art it can look like storytelling it could like like right. helping people connect like this what you're doing here is a form of creativity right what do we need in workplaces nowadays what are the skills that people are looking for mm -hmm. critical thinking creativity mm -hmm. yeah. you know what i mean these are the things that are really helping people stand out like if you can bring creative ideas to a table, right? Um, so it, it's you professionally, personally, like redefining what that creative creativity can look like for you and exploring, you know, and that might be like a, a new experience, like in your 30s, 40s, 50s or beyond of like, oh, maybe I am creative. And what does that look like for me? You know? Well, if I can make something like, look like what you have on hanging behind the wall, <laughs> I, I feel like I was Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> well, you read the book. You do all the exercises. Have a lot of exercises. You know, I just might have to do that to change that perception. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, and I think that that is important because, you know, creativity, again, we, we relegate it to the realm of, oh, I can't, you know, drawing and, you know, maybe writing or something like that. We mm -hmm. look at it as, okay, what is the output? But, you know, you can yes. be creative. You know, my daughter is a braider. She can do things amazing with her right. hair. Right. And it's just, okay, she's creative. My husband can cook. He didn't figure that out until he was in his 40s. You right. know, yeah. and it was really? just, okay, he is creative in the kitchen. Wow. I always thought I was creative because I can draw. But, you know, the truth right. is creativity is where I think, you know, it, it gives it. It's how you, it's how your brain works. I think, it right. is, you know, and if you can express, you know, if you can use something like sketch noting to express it, I think that that opens up the door to other things that you are talented or have skills or even would benefit you. Yeah. So yeah. can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Yeah. 
All right. Ashley, let's just get to it. <laughs> I'm sitting in a meeting. Yeah. They have 50 bazillion presentations going um, on slides on this PowerPoint thing going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Suppose we we're and I, I'm a budget analyst, so we're talking budgeting, right? Yeah. How mm -hmm. in the world can I translate <laughs> catch noting to help me retain mm -hmm. this information they're trying to give me? And, oh, per, another perfect example is that sometimes we have to go to what, I, what we call these finance academies where they you know, lay out new policies, new procedures that have come in. How do, would I use sketch noting mm -hmm. to, to make something that I could look back at and say, these are the notes I took from this meeting. How do you sketch noting in that? Okay. Oh my gosh. How much time do we have? Okay. I'll try to be concise. Okay. So first thing, what I try to encourage people to do is like, like go through the book, learn all the things and build what I call your visual vocabulary and your visual okay. language. It's like you're learning a new language. Okay. You know, if you can't get behind like, oh, I can draw, can you get behind learning a new language? I could get behind right? it. You can get behind learning a new language. So, so when someone says something, the trick is you already have the skills and you've built the muscle memory to do it. Okay. Right? You've drawn lines to connect ideas in different ways. You've done different containers. You know how to draw a box person, which is an upgrade from a stick person. You can learn about that. You can draw a square. Star, a star person. They're great. They're cute. Um, you know, and then different icons. So it this this work, the, the way I like to look at it is kind of like you're never done. It's kind of like yoga. Like you're never done yoga. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a practice and you're always building your visual vocabulary. You're always working on it. But that trick is to practice it before you are in high pressure situations. Gotcha. Think about going into a high pressure situation without the language, mm -hmm. right? If you know nothing about finance and you right. go in and you're trying to understand the finance, let alone draw it or anything, Right. If you're going to a room and they all speak Italian and you don't, like you are not prepared at all, right? So I like to encourage people to practice the skill of visual note taking or sketch noting in less high pressure situations. Okay. Maybe do maybe do it in a team meeting if you really want to give yourself a challenge. Listen right. to a TED talk, watch a documentary that you can pause and write things down and then start it again, right? Ease yourself into it with that skill so that when you hear something, you you have the confidence built in that when you go into a situation where it is live, you have that confidence and that muscle memory. You've already drawn things before. You've already drawn your box people in a couple different ways. You've already drawn different lines, different containers, right? So that you're a little bit prepared. So that's kind right. of like, you can't just go through the book with and you know, especially you don't do the exercise, you'd read it and you're like, oh, I could do this maybe. And then you go into this really high pressure situation where you're yeah, trying to remember all yeah. the things, right? <laughs> so, um, and when you're practicing, you you can learn little tips and tricks. And at the back of the book, I have like listening tips and synthesization tips. And, and, and then you can kind of lean in on your own, how, like your own personal shorthand. Right. I have a shorthand, but it might not be the same as your shorthand. Right. right? Like right. I like I cut out little words like ah, uh, the ands, you know, like what can I again? I always make the like the ampersand for an and so I'm not writing the word and what like what little tips and tricks and things. But you only learn those things for yourself. There's little shorthands 
when you do the practice beforehand, right? So when you're in a situation where there's a lot of information, maybe you're just really focused on capturing a whole bunch of information, leaving lots of white space, which we talk about in the book too, Mm -hmm. so that you can make those connections. Or when presentation three says something that presentation one says, you can go back presentation one and fill in a missing gap or something. Okay. Um, You know, I, I think too, you can leverage sketch noting in kind of a cheeky way too of going to presenters if you're able to later and be like, is this what you said? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Missing here because, you know, I actually have speakers that I work with ongoing and they use me as like um, a reflection tool. They're like, if Ashton didn't get it, I missed something. Like, oh, I missed wow. oh, wow. And then I'll have a conversation with them and be like, this is what I heard and this is what I captured and this is why I captured it. And they'd be like, interesting, right? From a presenter perspective, it's like their own little, they use me as like part of their analyzing reflection phase, right? Um, which is kind of like really fun that they do that. Like I love talking to speakers afterwards. Um, I will also say, if you're lost, good chance a lot of others are lost. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Because I have been in dozens, if not more, situations throughout my career where I was struggling. Like, and I'm standing on a stage sometimes with like hundreds, if not more people. And I have people like audience members come up or participants come up to me at the end of a presentation. And they're like, I have no idea how you drew anything. I didn't understand a word that presenter Uh just And these are people working in the field that the presenter just spoke about. So I'm like, okay, if I'm struggling, there's a really high likelihood. And there was one time back in 2018 where I was on a stage with a very, very famous person. I'll tell you who it is after the call. Um, if you want to know, <laughs> yeah, and eyes want to know now. Um, and I struggled big time. There's like 1,500 people in this room, and I wow. was all over the place. I was embarrassed because I felt like the graphic wasn't as nice as some of the ones I had done earlier that day. Okay, and the presenters came up, or the organizers came up to me the next day, and they were like, "How was that?" And I didn't want to lie. <laughs> because I felt like the work looked different or not as good. And I said, I'm not going to lie. I struggled. I tried my best. Um, Sorry. You know, these people flew me halfway around the world to be at this event. And they're like, yeah, we felt sorry for you up there. And like, okay. Okay. So that, that experience along with uh, lots of others really told me if I'm struggling, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm not stupid. Like, I'm, like, fairly smart. Like, I don't have a lot of, like, university education or anything, but I'm not, like, dumb. (laughs) If I'm struggling, you know, then there's a good chance a lot of other people are struggling, too. Right? So, anyways, I don't know why I ended up on a tangent to tell that story. But hopefully that can help you think about in those sort of high-pressure situations. You can kind of leverage it in different ways. But... Try to get some skills under your belt before you go into those right. high pressures. How has your book been received thus far? I think it's been really good. Um, I One thing that I, like I said, I've really been trying to talk with teachers a lot about it. Okay. Um, yeah. 
so so educating teach it's one of those funny things because people don't know it exists as like a thing right mm -hmm. people are like oh i know what doodling is but it's the education that it exists first then right. to be like oh well i wrote a book about it like it's such a thing that i wrote a book and there are a handful of books about it out there but what i felt was missing was a beginner's guide yeah right so some of the other books that are out there are really brilliant but some of them are very art focused like the okay. work in it is incredibly beautiful which is can be very intimidating for people right right i think it you know if you're if you struggle to channel intimidation into inspiration that you might just stop it there and be like, I can't do this because it's not going to be beautiful right out the gate. Right. right? Um, so it's, it's been interesting because, and, and I'm not new to this whole educating because as a, somebody who does this professionally and has been running a business for many years, you have to educate people on why they need you. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And then they hire you. So and that's why the majority of my work is, um, you know, someone sees me in a room virtually or otherwise. They're like this. And they had the experience of how powerful it was for them to feel seen or heard or to connect to information in a different way. And um, then they're like, oh, you should come to our thing. Right. So it's one of these things that I'm more leveraging that experience, like other people who get the benefit of it, then how can others learn that they can do it for themselves? So I'm kind of taking a bit of maybe like a different and unique approach to it because I know that the education piece um, is just not like mm -hmm. people not knowing that this is actually like a thing that has like a structure if you want to structure it to get more benefit out of it. Right. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's been really fun to, to talk with folks about it and Good for you. get their experiences. And now I'm like seeing people, um, who I've, who've read the book and that are in my community and I can mentor a little bit. And like, they're like, they, I could hire them tomorrow to work for me. Like they're, like, they're amazing at it already. Oh, nice. And I feel like it took me years to get to the point where they are in like just a short few months, if, if not, that right so it's been really fun to it's since it's such a visual medium you get to see the how people are actually learning it right which is different from maybe another like traditional nonfiction book we are like most which most most nonfiction books are idea books unfortunately right mm -hmm. you know and I did a whole beta reading process where it like I did um I had almost 100 beta, beta readers over three and a half rounds provide 1,500 comments of feedback. Oh, wow. Wow. So that really, and, and taking my time in that beta reading process was incredibly valuable. And I'm so grateful to the beta readers who participated and read it and provided feedback for me because it really shaped it to what it is today. And I really wanted to focus on it being a really high quality book. Good. And had the information that people needed. Yeah. Um, and, and it taught me things that I thought were common sense that were not common sense, right? When you're doing it for so long, then you kind of fall into like, well, everybody knows this, right? No. Right. So the well, beta readers kept me in check, which was a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to harp on that. Please don't rush. And I'm talking to everybody out there listening. Please don't rush just to publish a book. All of that, all of the steps are valuable. And if you can take mm -hmm. an extra few months or whatever time you need, 
get those beta readers, slow down, get whatever input you need so that your book is that much more valuable. Amen. Absolutely. So, yeah. Amen. Wow. Very true. Very true. All well, right, I, Victoria. Just, um, Go ahead. I just want to put something in there really quick. What, what happened? No, I was just going. No, I was looking at Victoria. Were you <laughs> she said, Victoria, Victoria, been talking, so I'm going to be quiet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what happened? What happened? I just have a, a quick thing um, because most of what I needed to know or wanted to know, you've covered uh, in the comments and all that you've had with, with Victoria and, and with Ruth. But um, I like the fact that there's no wrong way to do it. I like the fact that it is mine, you know, that my mm -hmm. uh, my sketch noting is not going to necessarily look like anybody else's. Um, and I like the fact of having to understand this visual vocabulary. I just like that term. I like that. It sounds smart. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I came up with it. That's you. I'll take credit right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but how long? On average, beginner's guide, how long does it take someone, an average person who has no art background or anything, who can just barely draw a line, how mm. long does it usually take them to get to a point where this is a tool that they can effectively use? Mm. That's a good question. It is, a, and yeah, it's definitely individual, but I would say, oh goodness. Um, like, I think people should use it right away after learning this, like the basic skills, like even just focus on the first half of the book where you're learning the essential elements like lines and containers and things. Like, I would say do it right away because there's nothing better than just like ripping the bandaid off and just trying it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you learn from each one that you do. You're like, oh, goodness, I did like crowded everything on this one side and there's nothing on the other. Like. You know, or like, oh, I really, this information was together. I really should have moved it over here. But, you know, that's from like an aesthetics perspective because there's like, you know, there's the journey of it. There's the process and there's the product, which I think Ruth mentioned earlier about giving her examples with her family, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people like to focus on the product of it. If you want it to be incredibly beautiful, I don't know, like 10, 20, 100 hours, like, I think it depends on how much of that building of visual vocabulary you want to do. Like I would, I would just throw up paper and just draw people like hundreds of them in like a half an hour. But I drew people way better at the end of that half an hour after just like drawing mm -hmm. like hundreds of them as quickly as I could than I did in the beginning. So like these little people behind me, I can draw them like five seconds because I'm, I know I have confidence in my line and the muscle memory of it. So there's like the aesthetics of like, okay, it might take you a little extra time because you got to build in those art skills. But from a pro learning process, I think people could do it right away. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be beautiful, you know, and that's why I lean on lines and little containers and little things to get someone started, that it can have a little bit of an aesthetic, like you're benefiting from the visual part of it, but it doesn't have to be beautiful. And I think that's the thing that people can kind of get hung up on 
I try to just tell people to just start doing it, knowing it's not going to meet your expectation of beauty in the beginning, but if you keep at it, right? Because if even if it's crazily messy and you your handwriting, you don't like it, the lines are wonky, did you learn something, right? Did you look at it a week later and go, oh, right, I remember what the presenter said because I captured it in this way, mm -hmm. right? It's not just bunch of words that don't mean anything because the problem with traditional note taking is we we hear and we write and we miss the making sense part mm -hmm. visual note taking makes you slow down a little bit listen make sense understand comprehend then write it down right so it can be as messy as it needs to be but did it help you learn something did it help you understand something in a deeper way Right. And that's what sold me on this work to begin with. Like my work was wildly not beautiful those those early years. But the first one I ever did, I was facilitating a group. I'd done it, didn't know what I was doing, put it away, took it out a couple months later. And I was just like blown away about how much I could remember. Right. And it wasn't even that beautiful, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like I think to like, you know, in terms of time, like zero, I guess, after you read the book, to start to experience the benefits of the process of sketchnoting. Yes, it will take you more time to get into the aesthetics or the beauty of sketchnoting. But some people I work with don't even care about that part, mm -hmm. right? Like, that beauty might come over time. I'm not going to put pressure on myself to focus on the beauty. I just want to focus on the learning parts of it. Awesome. So, That's yeah. awesome. Ashton, thank you so much. Thank you. You've given us a ton of information tonight. You're uh, welcome. Many <laughs> of us, you know, were just didn't know it was out there. And when you mm -hmm. said to start it around 10 years old, I thought, whoo, where would I be now if I'd had this at 10 years old? <laughs> Dang. 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 This is just Dang. really, really fascinating to be able to do and and to be affected by it uh, the way that you can be. Um, so I'm gonna put a, a call on Victoria to do what she does. So I'm gonna ask if you wanna focus better, if you wanna learn faster, and if you wanna remember longer, what do you want people to do, Victoria? Get the book, get the book, get right. the book. And it's got lots of pictures. It's mostly <laughs> pictures here. People. I love it. I love, yeah. I love the book. I, I, it is. I, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated from, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to fight. Yeah. The whole concept. Really and could you tell our um, viewers and our listeners how they could get in touch with you and how they can get the book? Yeah, I think probably the best place to head over is sketchnote.school. So the okay. website, www.sketchnote.school. That's mm -hmm. all things learning how to sketchnote. Um, uh, ebook, PDF version of the book is on there. Ways to buy the, the hard copy. You can buy it right on my website or it will direct you to Amazon if you prefer Amazon. Um, how to join my community is on there. There's uh, a free and a paid, but the free space is a great, I've got a few hundred people hanging out and what we call the playground because we're fun. It's 
So we're all about to have fun, right? So Sketchnote School, the community is like set up like school. So the playground and the classroom. So the classroom is our paid community where people want to like do live workshops with me and really want to take their deep their learning a little deeper. Um, and the playground is free for anybody. So you can sign up for the playground on there as well, which is really fun. And we have, um, we ho I hosted a World Sketchnote Day on January 11th and had um, over 700 people from 64 countries, wow. um, a part of that online event. And the recordings from that event are on in the playground. Wow. Um, in the free library resource guide, uh, a awesome. bunch of there's a bunch of free resources in the library as well. Um, awesome. So there's like four hours, three three hours, three hours of 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 content from that event. And the guy who coined the term sketchnoting spoke at my event, um, and he's on there as well. He uh, the recording of his session, and he shows like us his sketchnotes, which was basically his presentation of just walking through what does his everyday sketchnotes look like, which was really interesting as well. And I have like a sketchnoting 101 workshop in the library too. So lots of free stuff. Um, yeah, and I want to note too, that you did say in the, um, uh, I saw it, in a, and I don't know if it's in or started a book, but you said, if you want to um, look up the community of sketchnote, uh, look up hashtag sketchnote, and you will find others who have um, talked about sketchnoting and all that. So I thought that was interesting too, that I could find out some more information if I wanted to know what, yeah, what sketchnoting was. Yeah, go to Instagram and um, type in sketchnote, like do hashtag sketchnote school or sketchnote. And you'll find people from all around the world doing this and wow. so many different styles and some are really simple in theirs and some are really like beautiful and kind of everyone in between. So yeah, definitely okay. a fun hashtag to check out for sure. Thank you. Well, yeah. this has definitely been an informative authors up tonight. Ashton, thank you so much for You're being welcome. with us and for sharing this concept. And it is it is really amazing and what I want to learn more about. That is for sure. That's for sure. Um, do you is there any final note that you want to give our audience before we close out tonight, Ashton? Oh, and it's on there too, y'all. Y'all better look it up. Yeah. I I think I just want to take this moment to thank each all three of you for the opportunity to just come and let me ramble on for a little bit. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we went well over our time. So I appreciate you letting us ramble. Yeah, we are, but it's okay. It's okay. And, uh, and talk with you. Um, you know, I, yeah, I just really appreciate you, the three of you and all that you do for to uplift oh. each other and uh, new or budding or even experienced is to be able to talk about their work and what they're passionate about. So, yeah, I just really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Well, yeah. we we yeah. we appreciate you taking time uh, to yeah. spend with us tonight, Ashton. And we want you to hang out for a little bit because we want to know who that person is. <laughs> You're not. Right. Awesome. We'll hang up. Yeah. Hang up. <laughs> I promise I won't. <laughs> Ruth, what's the final comment that you have tonight? Oh, just, you know, real quick, we want to thank all our listeners, wherever you're coming from, either the podcast, YouTube, or you're live with us. We thank you. If you have any questions, comments, or interested about how to get on our show, email us at authorsup at gmail.com. Follow us on social media as well. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just look up Authors Up Show. 
All right, that's it for tonight. We will be right back here next Sunday at 7 p.m. We have a replay of this broadcast on Saturday night coming up at 7 p.m. Oh, excuse me, I was getting ready to sneeze. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how we can put that in a sketch note, but it's got to be a really awkward pose. Yeah. (laughs) But thank everybody. We thank you for being with us tonight. Share this, share this broadcast and share this information because it is something that you would use, something that will help you to learn and help you to focus and do all those wonderful things it's designed to do. So thank you for tonight. And uh, look, everybody have an absolutely fantastic week. Come on back next Sunday at 7 p.m. because you never, ever, 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 ever know what is going to happen on Authors Up. (laughs) That's it for tonight. Good night, everybody. Good Good night. night. Good night, Bronze Girls. Thank you.